Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. Uh, today's program is particularly uh, heartwarming for me. I have an old friend uh, joining us for our first guest, Bob Heyman. Uh, Bob is an extraordinary man, which I, uh, he will explain himself, but uh, I've known him for a long time. He's one of the pioneer, pioneers in Internet marketing. Uh, and also, in, in a past life, he also worked with the Jefferson Starship, and I'll let him explain that. Bob? Welcome to the program. Thank you, Don. Happy to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about your background, because it's varied and interesting, and I'm sure our audience would like to know about that before we talk about your new effort, which I find fascinating. Sure. Uh, Well, up until uh, 1994, which is when I met you, I was a, a music lawyer for what I would call formerly famous rock bands, uh, including Jefferson Starship, New Riders of the Purple Sage, uh, Maria Muldar, uh was involved with, uh, as a booking agent for the band, uh, uh, Ray Manzarek of The Doors, uh, other people that most of your audience probably don't aren't old enough to remember. Uh, and in 94, the Starship wanted a website, and this was the very beginning of the World Wide Web, and I happen to know... Uh, a kid who knew how to do web design, and it was only kids who knew any of this back then. Uh, and we, uh, along with a partner, actually, uh, Leland Harden, who introduced uh, Don and I, uh, built a website for Jefferson Starship. Uh, and then, Don, should I get into the how that led to the birth of SEO, or do you want to go elsewhere? Well, didn't you also, uh, you and uh, Leland, create this company that eventually went uh, uh, public uh, during the first sure. uh, Internet oh. boom? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, Leland and I started a, an Internet uh, marketing agency called Cybernautics uh, that initially did web design, continued to do web design. Uh, we had clients like uh, Intel, SGI, Avon, Bristol-Myers, uh, uh, Sony. Uh, etc. Uh, but we were the first uh, company instead of saying, uh, call us when you need another website, we essentially offered the service of audience development uh, with the idea of building traffic to the website. And uh, as a result, we were pioneers at what's now called social media marketing, uh, 
which back then was just kind of getting into chat groups uh, and talking about the, the client. Uh, uh, we, we were early in doing uh, banner ads, uh, all of the uh, panoply of, of, uh, of digital media, uh, digital marketing techniques. And Leland and I got to uh, to write books. Uh, we've now written five books uh, about Internet marketing. Uh, the first two were called Net Results, version one and two, and uh, the most recent is a book called Digital Engagement. So now, uh, now, why are you here? I know you have something interesting you're doing now, so tell us about it. Uh, well, I'm, I've written two books uh Essentially, manuals, ebooks for doing uh, search engine optimization. Uh, I get credit, or Leland and I get credit for coining the term search engine optimization, uh, essentially because the Jefferson Starship uh, one night wanted to show their website to a promoter and forgot the URL, even though the URL was the fairly memorable jstarship.com. And they looked themselves up on. Uh, uh, this was pre-Google. The, the big uh, search engines back then were AltaVista and Lycos. And they looked themselves up on AltaVista and turned up on page two and were upset enough to call me in the middle of the night because it was after a concert they had done and had their manager read me a... Well, the polite term would be to have the, say that they read me the riot act. Basically, they got on and swore. And what kind of bad web developers were we if they, their site was on page two when clearly anybody looking for Jefferson Starship was looking for them. It was hard to argue with. So I could only get them off the phone by promising to make them number one. So we went into the office the next morning and tried to figure out what made something number one. And this was the dawn of, of search engine, search engines, and no one had really figured out how to manipulate or, or get a site to rank highly in a search engine. And it turned out that what was making other sites rank more highly than Jefferson Starship was, for the phrase Jefferson Starship, was that other sites had used the name Jefferson Starship more often than we had on the homepage. There were fan sites that had said Jefferson Starship this and that and used it more often than us. But it turned out if you put Jefferson Starship in little black type against a black background uh, that ran two miles down the page, uh, the search engines, uh, when they re-indexed it a few days later, made it number one. And that's a technique called, it's now called keyword stuffing, and it's a no-no, but back then it was the only thing that was really being measured. And uh, the Starship were as happy to be number one as they'd been upset to not be number one, and uh, called up and said, boy, this is great, you should do it for other people, what do you call doing this? Leland and I looked at each other and came up with search engine optimization, which seemed kind of obvious. And they said, well, great, you should do that for other people. And, and we did. We opened uh, what is the first agency practice uh, doing search marketing. Uh, in any event, since that time, search marketing has evolved. It used to be all black hat tricks. Uh, Google and Bing have taken all the trickery away. Uh what I found is that people have a knowledge that they need to do search engine optimization, but they don't really know what works. They usually get an email from somebody in India offering to make them number one, usually by doing something black hat that will get them banned by Google. Uh, so they sort of know they should be doing it, but don't know what to do. Uh, so I've written two books, one uh, SEO for authors and one SEO for small businesses, 
because both of those markets, office and small businesses, usually need to do it themselves. They can't afford to hire a big, expensive search agency. Uh, so the, the books, the ebooks, which are about 60 pages, 70 pages, are meant as a manual for how an author or a small business who's doing their own uh, SEO uh, can be effective. Okay. So now what are you offering small business that we're talking today? Well, the book is for, you know, small business. Uh, I believe on your website there's a link to our to my uh, SEO for small businesses uh, book, uh, and the book is uh, is available on uh, on Kindle, and uh, basically uh, we'll also be be offering a, a coaching service uh, for those who uh, who realize they should do it themselves, they're better off doing themselves, but want guidance and help, uh, and I'm. Uh, be offering a discount on coaching uh, to listeners uh, of this radio show, uh, uh, basically to uh, to help people uh, be able to do it themselves. The great virtue of coaching is not just in sort of helping you know what to do, but the accountability uh, of knowing you're going to talk to a coach and uh, report on your progress. And the biggest thing that uh, small businesses are challenged for is time. And it's easy to not do marketing because other things seem to have a higher priority. Uh, but this is the sort of thing that you need to do regularly, uh, you know, not even not even 20 minutes a day. But it needs to be done regularly, especially since the thing that pays off most powerfully in, in search now is content marketing uh, and becoming a thought leader in your space. Uh, so that means blogging and tweeting and uh, doing Facebook posts or Pinterest uh, posts or Instagram pictures, uh, all these social signals that are cues for the search engine. Oh, okay, Bob, I'm a small business. Um, I, I come to you. What are the two, two or three questions that I should be asking you so that you can help me? Or, or you can put it the other way around. What three questions do you ask a small business when it appears and said, "Look, I need help." Well, there 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 are a few, but they usually start with keywords. What are the keywords that you would want to be found for? What would you think would be the most important keywords in your business, whether it's a local business or a national business? If someone is typing a keyword, what do you want to be? highly ranked for. Uh, and this is more complicated than it sometimes appears. Sometimes these emails you'll get from India will offer to make you number one uh, for some keyword, but it's not a keyword that has any traffic. So it's important not just to figure out or what should influence what keywords you want to go after is how competitive they are and whether there are any searches for them. Uh, ranking number one for a word that has relatively few searches is not going to get you more business. And the game is not to be number one for a given keyword. It's to get more sales, more inquiries, or more leads. Uh, the great virtue of search is that search marketing uh, intercepts usually a purchase intent. Someone is looking and researching buying something. And you have an opportunity either by buying uh, paid ads on Google or by ranking highly uh, for searches in organic search for putting yourself in front of uh, something where a person is looking to make a purchase of something that you sell. 
So if you can rank highly for those keywords that are important in their in their research phase, uh, you have a much better chance of getting the sale. So the, again, what to look for is what are the topics that are being searched for and have high search volume? What are the keywords that are going to trigger someone to click on your site or buy your product? Uh, and how you can look to Google or being a, like an authority or an authoritative source in that keyword so they rank you highly. Okay, that's number one. Um, but uh, and, and obviously uh, the world has changed. It's about content. But how, do, how does a small business find content and develop its own original content? Because that that's a question that's always uh, – thrown my way when we talk about SEO? Well, ideally, uh, the search engines change what they look for, and at the moment, they tend to be looking for longer articles, uh, So, if you can, and, and, but not necessarily as frequently. So if once a week or once every two weeks, you can generate an, an article uh, about your, your subject matter that has a point of view or looks uh, again, to the search engine, it's like it's authoritative. And the key thing is to use in your social media posts or in any of your article writing uh, the trigger words that uh, people are searching for. So the more often, uh, if you're expert in small business, the more often the, the phrase small business or small business expertise appears in your posts, uh, those are the words that you will likely rank highly for. Uh, there are tools, uh, one is called Search Triggers, another is called Word Tractor, that are convenient ways of looking into Google and Bing and seeing what searches have the highest volume. Uh, you want your posts to essentially uh, be analogous to the game, uh, the TV game Jeopardy. You want your posts to be the answers to a question that some other people are asking. So you need to basically post, do your post in the form of of something that answers a question that is already out there. So you want to research before you go write your – you can't just write an article and say, oh, I'm showing expertise. Uh, now this will contribute to my SEO. Uh, the place to start is to do research about what is a trending subject matter. And even if that's something in the news or it's something that's a, a cultural uh, thing and not related to your business, you usually can turn that to your business. In other words, how my business might be related to – you know why? Why? Why my industry is like uh, Donald Trump versus uh, Ted Cruz, or something where there is a lot of search volume, and then you're just basically entering a conversation that already has a lot of participants. Mm, that's, that's interesting. But um, you mentioned two uh, uh, products. Uh, would you mention them again to help you plan that? I, uh, they didn't come clear. Uh, at my end. Oh sure. Uh, there, there's a a, uh, a tool called uh, searchtriggers.com. Uh, there's another tool called Word Tractor. Uh, these are uh, tools that uh, I mean, I, in my my final chapter in the book uh, is basically a list of tools, and then we update that on our website at uh, SEO for Small Businesses dot com. Uh, uh, we always uh, keep a list of updated tools, but search triggers, uh, keywordtool.io, uh, woodtracker.com, uh, ubersuggest.io are all tools 
they basically pull data from Google and Bing, and, and Google has gotten less available than in the past. So Bing is what most of the tools are using, but Bing is a good proxy for for, for Google. Uh, it, it has basically a 30% market share, where Google has a 70% market share, but the keywords that trend on one tend to trend on the other. So the fact that Bing make, is, makes uh, its search data available in an API that these tools can use, and Google has curtailed that, they used to make it available, uh, allows you to uh, easily mine this data. If you do it directly from Bing, you can get at it, but it's very time-consuming and complicated. The virtue of the tools, uh, and, and the tools range from free to uh, you know, the phrase freemium hmm. is something that starts with a free level but has a paid level. Uh, the tools just allow you to to, uh, to extract the data more easily than going into the Bing or Google uh, keyword tools. Hmm. Uh, Bob, I see um, our next guest has appeared on the board, and I, I want to know if you uh, can stay on because he's going to talk about uh, e-commerce uh, solutions, et cetera, and it kind of folds into it. And I'd love for you to stay on if you have time and listen in sure. and contribute. All right? Sure. Our, next, sure. our next guest is Tom Caparasso. Caparasso, that's right. Oh, I almost got it right. Bob <laughs> Heyman is also on. He's one of the pioneers and an old friend of mine. And, uh, Tom, we welcome you to the program. And I asked Bob to stay on because we're, we're talking about you, what you're going to talk about and what he's been talking about is, in effect, getting more from your from the Internet. So if you don't mind, we're, we're going to let him stay on. Sure. Nice to meet you, Bob. Great to be here. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Okay. Tom, you're, you're CEO of Claris Commerce. You also right. own freeshipping.com. And uh, you're here to talk about e-commerce, but before we do, we always ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves personally, so our audience gets a feel for them. So the floor is yours. Sure. So, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough now uh, in my 25-year career to do something I love. I never get that uh, that Sunday night blues when I have to think about work. Work is not you know, really work for me. And, uh, I, you know, along the way, I've been lucky to have... Uh, a lot of coaches and mentors to uh, to help me along, but my my um, start was in the early 90s, um, really around direct marketing and um, continuity, subscription, membership, um, and that's really where my focus has been: is how to acquire customers, how to get them engaged in a product or a service and ultimately to drive value uh, for those customers as well as potentially for a brand that we might build a product for uh, or the companies I've worked with. So I've had various different roles in uh, product development, client services, business development, sales, marketing, uh, search engine marketing, SEO, things of that nature. Um, when I started, uh, again, back in the early 90s, there, there was no you know real Internet, um, so it was about... Um, how do you market to customers in various ways? And you know, back then we did a lot of uh, 
uh, print advertising. We did a lot of um, Sunday FSIs, Parade Magazine, things of that nature to um, talk about our products and ultimately get the consumer to uh, take an action and uh, you know either buy the products or join the service. Obviously, over the last 20-plus years, it's gotten a lot easier um, to do that, to acquire customers, um, and ultimately to, to drive some significant volume through the web um, and have some real uh, you know, real-time data that you can um, optimize on top of. So uh, it's been a, been a great opportunity. I've been here at Claris now for almost seven years. Um, when I came, we were a very, very small company. I was an employee number 10 or 11, and now we're up to, uh, to 75 employees, and um, you know, the business is doing well and growing. What does Claris do? So Claris, uh, as you mentioned, we do own freeshipping.com, and that's that's really where we started was our roots um, uh, back in 2001. Uh, freeshipping.com is a, a subscription website where you um, can get savings on um, free shipping uh, offers and benefits that are exclusive to our subscribers, as well as uh, return shipping, 10% cash back at over 1,500 retailers. So it's really a uh, a shopping portal that customers uh, come and join and get benefits at, you know, all the big brands uh, through cashback, free shipping, uh, return shipping. Uh, we have a comparison shopping engine um, that we suck in 100 million SKUs. So if you're looking for, um, you know, a pair of sneakers, you can put in your brand, your color, and we're going to show you the best price um, and all of the offers and discounts that we might have. And then you're literally one click away from going and making that purchase. Um, over the last couple of years, though, we've we, – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you said two things, FSIs, which means freestanding inserts in magazines, right. and SKU, SKUs, uh, which are brand. So, believe it or not, some of our audience may not know those terms. I just wanted sure. to clarify that. that. No, to understand. Uh, go on from there. Yeah, so over the last couple, probably three years now, we've taken our platform that we built in-house and started to – uh, build other products for our clients. So we now have about 50 different brands uh, where their brand is up top and Claris is underneath the, the hood doing everything from acquiring customers into a subscription loyalty program, uh, managing and optimizing the um, the websites, and then doing all the back office work from a customer service, uh, even fulfillment of uh, uh, information packets or gift cards, things of that nature. So uh, where we've grown and branched out into is really this, you know, more of a white label um, iteration of, of our platform, again, with brands up top, but really Claris doing everything that we do all every day for free shipping and some of our other owned and operated brands, uh, but on the behalf of our on our clients. So if I, uh, if, I, if I hear you correctly, if I'm a smaller business, uh, you, you in effect – uh, can do all of the uh, online work, and uh, all that, and they can simply plaster their name across the top and offer their products. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the majority of our business is in um, um, subscription loyalty, which is we build um, subscription sites based on you know monthly or annual fees, and based on a certain set of benefits. They could be. Um, 
cash back. They could be uh, free shipping or two-day shipping. They could be return shipping, uh, or they could be a suite of all of those or a bundle of all of those benefits. So as you think about you know e-commerce and the retail clients that we're talking to, Amazon and more specifically Amazon Prime is having a pretty dramatic effect on uh, the the retail landscape. And as more consumers join um, Amazon Prime, they're really starting with Amazon and doing more purchasing at Amazon. And some of the stats out there is two or three x um, um, consumer spending for a Prime customer versus a non-Prime customer at Amazon. So as people or retailers start to think about what what can I do? How can I build a, a Prime-like subscription? Um, that's where Claris Commerce comes in and really tries to work with them, understand their KPIs, understand their pain points, and then build a, a customized solution that's specific to their goals and their needs um, around uh, like a Prime in a box subscription product for them. When you say pain point, do you mean uh, how much of a discount that they have to give? What do you mean by a pain point? Yeah, the pain points can vary by retailer. It could be that they only get a customer to their site to make a purchase, you know, one and a half or two and a half times a year. It could be that returns are very high, very high uh, from their consumers and they need a, a low-cost uh, return option. It could be that... Um, um, you know, their shipping promotions are um, really hurting their bottom line. So we work with them to figure out all of those pain points and say, look, you, you don't need to give free shipping um, as a blanket promotion. Um, you can do it to a specific group of customers that kind of raise their hand and join your program. Um, and ultimately, the subscription may help you subsidize that and really drive value to those consumers and drive that, you know, two and a half times a year purchase to five times a year purchase or 10 times a year purchase. So it varies by retailer and really trying to understand, when I say pain points, what in their business um, is, is things that they want to work on and how do we solve that with a uh, subscription solution for them. Well, this is fairly interesting. Bobby, do you have any comment you'd like to make? Or? No, it sounds like a great service. Uh, yes, um, I, I agree with you. That's why uh, Tom's on the program. Um, uh, Tom, please continue. 59% um, of our audience has proven to be CEO, CEOs or presidents of companies. And mm -hmm. how, do, how do you integrate your system your your offerings into the into their uh, their overall plan. How do you go about? Uh, what's the first question you ask them uh, when someone comes to you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us, and we have a whole team here, uh, both technical, client services, marketing, creative. Um, but when we go into a retail client. We try to understand what what system they're on from a you know either a CRM system or their e-commerce system, and we work with them to integrate our platform. Or you know what we like to say is how do we build pipes into your system so that when a customer joins, let's call it the the VIP program, they're coming through that that client, that website, that catalog, whatever it might be. Um, they're joining. They're ultimately landing on uh, the Claris platform so that we can service them and um, you know send them fulfillment if that's a 
part of the, the product. But ultimately, we want to get all that information back to the retailer. So we build pipes into them to um, know that the next time that VIP customer comes back, they're identified either online or through the call centers, or um, there might be a special offer or discount like, let's say, you know, 10% cash back uh, when you shop again because you're a VIP customer across your whole kind of cart. Um, so when we go into a retailer, we again, we understand their, their demographics, their pain points, their goals, but we also um, try to understand from a technical perspective um, you know, what kind of systems are you on? Um, how can we integrate with that? We've integrated now with over 50 brands. So we, we have uh, a lot of templates that we can plug into, but, all, all, you know, there's also times where it might be a net new system and we'll build a custom uh, solution for that as well. So that's the biggest piece on the, on the, um, on the technical kind of kickoff. Once we're integrated, um, we're doing everything from you know acquiring those customers to servicing those customers to um, understanding the data and understanding how they're using the product or not using the product, uh, working with the retailers to see on their business, are we making an impact? Are these VIP customers coming back and are we driving GMV or gross merchandise value back to that retailer to ultimately make another purchase? Um, and then we take all that data and we do quarterly business reviews with all of the retailers. You know, we do weekly calls or biweekly calls as well, but really we encapsulate that into a, a pretty lengthy quarterly business review where we sit down and say, here's all the things we've done, here's the things that we're testing, here's what's working, here's what's not working, here's the data. Um, so we really are integrated as part of that, that team and really a, a, an extension of their marketing department that's running this uh, subscription loyalty program for them. So well, how, um, do you, how do you charge? Do you I'm sorry, do you charge a percentage or do you charge a monthly fee or how does how does the retailer pay you? Um it's it's consumer funded, so the consumer is paying a subscription fee um from a from a charging perspective to the retailer. Um typically we're doing um uh, sometimes a setup uh a cost, but um mostly we're doing just revenue share on the subscription fee. So from an upfront cost, uh it's very little to none. Um and then we're sharing in the revenue or splitting that subscription fee downstream. So um, you know, it's a light integration from a technical perspective, but also from an upfront cost perspective. We're not going in there and saying, look, we need um, half a million, million, whatever that number might be up front. We're saying, look, we'll bring all this to the table. We'll integrate. This is our expertise. And then we'll we'll uh, figure out a revenue share on the back end. Very cool. That's a really a no risk. Can I ask you a, a question? Um, uh, your model works primarily in retail, but but I've noticed that um, uh, in the book industry, uh, it had in the last uh, few months uh, 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 a similar types of programs. <clears throat> two com- <clears throat> excuse me, two companies have gone out of uh, out of business. Why uh, why would not your operation work? Uh, for book retailing, I know, I know there's e-books, but but there are a lot of people still like uh, the physical books. Um, have you worked with anybody uh, to deliver books? Um, we've we have some booksellers that market our our freeshipping.com product, which is really our kind of off-the-shelf owned and operated. Uh, we haven't done a lot with. Um, 
custom solution around books. I think um, it's a really interesting uh, vertical, um, and as you mentioned, a lot of the the books are moving from print to digital. Um, but there there's a lot of different services or programs out there. Like for instance, Barnes and Noble has their own. Um, subscription program. I think it's $25 a year uh, for their members, and they get special discounts and offers tied to Barnes & Noble. Um, we haven't done a lot with um, with, ret- uh, with uh, book retailers. We have gone outside of the, um, the pure e-commerce space. We've, we have a program um, with FedEx called Return Saver. Um, so as you think about um, e-commerce and you think about purchases, um, one of the underlying issues is returns. You know, on average, um, you know, it's about 18 to 20 percent of all online orders get returned. When you think about apparel, that number jumps up to around 30 percent. So we were seeing those trends on the customers that we brought into our kind of core products here. FedEx was seeing it on their side, and ultimately we partnered together to create a product called Return Saver, which is a subscription-based. It's an annual price of $49, but it essentially all-you-can-eat returns. So regardless of where you purchase from or regardless of how it was ultimately shipped to you, FedEx, USPS, or UPS or anything else, um, you're covered with return savers. So you bought the sweater, it didn't fit. Um, you print out a label through Return Saver, drop it off at a FedEx location, and it'll get back to the retailer. So, um, so that's a bit non-traditional. While it's solving a pain point of e-commerce, um, we're working with a, a, a logistics company versus a pure play kind of e-commerce company. S- same thing with a, a program we launched with MasterCard around um, two-day shipping. Um, they they looked at us and said, look, how do we build a, a two-day shipping product? focused on a smaller group of retailers where we know our cardholders are shopping at. So we created a program called Two-Day Shipping by MasterCard, uh, 30 retailers. Uh, as long as you shop um, at those retailers and use your MasterCard, um, you can get it via two-day shipping. So, again, not um, a pure play e-commerce, obviously hovering around shopping and, and uh, e-commerce, but also trying to sell, uh, solve a pain point around shipping and really more uh, concisely around fast shipping around two-day, and that's what MasterCard ultimately wanted. So, so we're doing a lot in our platforms, um, agile and flexible enough to uh, work with. I'll call it a maybe a non-traditional partner that's not a uh, only doing e-commerce. Well, well, let me let me throw another one at you. Uh, sure. uh, Small Business Digest. We we don't charge for for anything. Uh, our information we get it on the advertising side. But uh, for instance, could could would it would you you consider would it be uh, something to offer our readers uh, a service similar to uh, FedEx? I mean, is that some uh, something of of, of interest? In other words, we would say to our readers, for X dollars every year, whatever you uh, um, returned through this thing would be, yep. would be much like the FedEx offer. Yeah, I mean, those are, that's a great opportunity. We'd love to um, figure out a way to do that. I mean, for us, it's about how do we create um, innovative and customized solutions that are um, – Again, I'll use pain points again. I know I used it a couple different times, but that solve those consumer pain points because we know when you have a great product with real value, 
and you're solving a pain point, then ultimately the consumer is going to take an action. And that's that's the goal for us is how to acquire customers into these programs. So we're always looking for new opportunities. We're always looking for um, high-volume uh, impressions that we can get in front of or eyeballs that we can get in front of that say, you know, here's a real product that has real value. Uh, here are all the benefits. You know, would you like to join? So things like that we we would always explore, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to take advantage of that. Okay, uh, Bob, you have any questions before uh, we we end what I think is a fascinating uh, interview? No, I, I think that we, your your return uh, program. I'm, I I usually buy, you know, I've been buying a lot of musical equipment that I, it turns out. I mean, I don't know how they get it to me inexpensively, but if I have to return it on my own dime, it seems it, it seems like shipping is so expensive. It right. would be great to have a free return policy. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, Tom, how do they reach you, your company, et cetera? Yeah, the best way is to go to our website, um, Claris, C-L-A-R-U-S, commerce.com, uh, uh, and there's uh, information there. They can fill it out. It will come right into the distribution here, and you'll get a response from us uh you know, within 24 hours. So, uh, you know, definitely take a look through the site as uh, uh, we try to highlight some of the programs and some of the the, uh, capabilities that we have, but we'd love to hear uh, from your listeners to see if there's other things that we don't have on our site that we can do for them. So uh, if they go right into the contact us, it'll come into us, and that's probably the best way to to contact us, and uh, we'd love love to hear from them. Okay, and and Bob, uh, uh, how to contact you and your your product? Sure. Uh, the website is uh, SEO four number four smallbusinesses dot com. No no spaces, uh, and the the book is available on uh, Kindle, Amazon. Uh, again, just uh, uh, SEO for small businesses. Uh, thank you both, Tom and Bob, for being with us today. I, I certainly learned a lot. I hope uh, our audience did as well. Great. Thank Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what